Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first ever episode of the Scouse Wrestling Podcast with me, your host, Mark O'Brien. Today, my first guest is none other than the violent gentleman himself, one third of the violent gentleman society, Tommy Jackson. How are we doing, Tommy, man? I'm not too bad, Mark. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, man. Good. Not too bad at all. How's everything been? You've been all right? Yeah, bit bit crazy times again, isn't it? Um, everything yeah. going on as uh, far as lockdown, but so far no shows have been cancelled for me. So yeah, that's a, uh, that's a, a positive, and uh, no, uh, very excited to be your first guest. And uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. It's been it's been a long time coming. I've been wanting to do it for a while, you know what I mean. And it's been one of them where I go, I'll put it off, put it off, and then I just got to the point and was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. If I fall flat on my face, I fall flat on my face. But I need to do it. <laughs> I need to do it for my own insanity and just go and listen. I've done it. It's out there, and then see how we get on. No, so, I really, I really appreciate you asking me to be your first guest as well. Oh so, no, uh, man, it's a, it's an honour, it's an honour, you know what I mean. So it's, a, it was, it's my, it's my pleasure. So, um, what I wanted to do is obviously just get into obviously how how you got introduced to like pro wrestling itself. So when was can, can you remember your first kind of like introduction to seeing like pro wrestling? The earliest possible memory, um, I just remember it was probably. Most more than likely a Saturday morning. I was probably maybe five years old, um, and this was back when Sky One was free. Um, so this was a long time ago, um, and I think it must have been an episode of Superstars. That that's probably or or something along those lines. Um, yeah. And this is back when it was Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Jake the Snake, uh, Macho Man, and, and people like that. And I just remember being sort of sat on the couch eating my breakfast and and sort of watching this thing happen in front of me and I was I was like instantly hooked and I think from then on I, I was sort of a, a wrestling fan from then yeah that's pretty much that sounds like pretty much how I got involved in it it's one of them you just see it Saturday morning on, on free tv and you're like you know what this actually looks looks pretty decent to be fair and then it's one of them it just kind of evolves evolves from there but um yeah i'm kind of like yourself i was on on the free cable kind of thing i'm a little yeah. slightly a little bit older than yourself so yes. like, yeah yeah <laughs> jake the snake and all that were yeah were like my kind of guys growing up um obviously they were probably the first people i kind of seen but yeah no i kind of get uh get that so obviously from from seeing obviously superstars and stuff like that did you ever get to watch obviously the kind of crossover between like wcw and wwf at the time or was it you were kind of stuck to one main like faction at the time, uh, that company, or how did they kind of run for yourself? Well, it was, I just, as I say, I remember that was probably my earliest memory of seeing it. And then, sort of, probably from about the ages, probably about six, seven, when sort of Sky disappeared and went onto like the, the satellite sort of thing, I didn't really get exposed to it that much. Um, but I do remember that WCW started putting um, Nitro highlights and Thunder on Channel 5. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I sort of watched, started watching that. And and what, believe it or not, I, I remember something that's quite random. But again, what sort of got me back into wrestling was um, it must have been an episode of Thunder. And if you remember the demon, um, oh, yeah, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was like a kiss themed wrestler. Um, mm-hmm. He come out yeah, of a yeah. coffin. And I remember he, he sort of lifted up and it was very sort of Alistair Black-esque where he sort of like lifted up in this coffin. Yeah. yeah. And then Tank Abbott just come out and one bombed him and knocked him out. <laughs> Um, and that, good old Tank Abbott, good, good old Tank Just come um, out of nowhere from fucking UFC and decided, you know what, I'm gonna just destroy I'm just gonna you. Pro wrestling, yeah. I'm just gonna yeah. destroy everyone. And this was his <laughs> sort of pre three count days as well, so he wasn't mm-hmm. making a fool of himself. Um, yeah, yeah. 
so yeah he, he uh that that was sort of something that i was like whoa where's where's that come from and then that was sort of my first proper exposure to wcw and it was it, the probably the wrestler i gravitated towards the most was there was two and they're quite sort of one's quite obvious and one's quite out there a little bit okay. one was uh sting because obviously yeah, yeah. just how cool he was his entrance mm-hmm. and just the whole mystique and the face paint and all that and the yeah. other one was sid vicious um, see i i like Sid vicious i liked them both in obviously wcw and in wwf i think it was even though they were kind of similar personas they were also completely different as well it was uh yeah he was yeah he was a, he's a strange he, he's a like proper strange character he was, he was <laughs> and, and i think uh, what i found strange looking back on it now as well is is the fact that both him and kevin nash both used sort of jackknifes as well so mm-hmm. it was uh you know i think especially in well not so much this in this day and age because you do have a lot of wrestlers that copy a lot of other wrestlers moves but yeah it's it kind of unheard of back then where you would allow two wrestlers to have the same finisher same almost yeah. yeah which which now you've got if you say the spear you've got edge you've got goldberg you've got bobby lashley you've got you know all the edge uh, roman reigns um can't forget roman of course no um, but uh yeah you know you, you are seeing that a little bit more where sort of that period everyone was unique but them to always use the power bomb and i thought i always thought that was quite quite strange but he was world champ i think around that time when i started watching it again and then um and then a, a, a few of my mates were talking about wwf and and how good that was and stuff so i sort of moved over from there um and my auntie had sky so i used to get her to record monday night raw for me and, and she'd bring it over for me before the week was out and i'd sort of catch oh, up cool. that way um and yeah, that's that was uh, I sort of got back into WWF and from there, yeah, the rest is history, I guess. Yeah, I say that's kind of like obviously me and one of my best mates at the time. We both used to like he had cable. I think it was like NTL or something like, yes. or, or, like, <laughs> on on the black boxes kind of thing. And he yes. had his his more the, the uh, had Sky Sports, so it was like it was the, like the middle of the Monday night war. So you'd have. Um, there was it was TNT, which was TCM uh, until nine o'clock, yes. and then TNT would take over, and that would be when WCW started with Nitro, and yeah. then I think at ten o'clock Raw would start. So you'd be flicking through, like you'd watch the first hour of WCW, and then you'd watch the two hours of like Raw flicking back and forwards, like catching bits of matches and that, and it was just like the the time of having two wrestling programs who were both like at the peak, just bouncing back and forwards. It was a uh, it was crazy, like so. I think I think I was more a WWF guy, but I yeah. also appreciated the the wrestlers in WCW and appreciated what they were doing. Um, I think the first memory for myself as well is just obviously talking about that as well. Was obviously I went to and Manchester. My dad took me to go to to Manchester to watch Sting versus Vader, and it was nice. when Sting was um, bleach blonde. Sting. Wow. So like, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's how, that's how long that was. Um, and I remember we dro- drove down to the MEN. I fell asleep on the way down, woke up, and then just remember watching. And I don't, can't remember anyone else that was on the show. Just that match. Was just that match. And it was and it was one of them matches where it, it, I don't think it was particularly great. It was just seeing these two big, massive behemoths just knocking seven bells, especially a Yobachin. <laughs> yeah. Vader, Vader knocks seven bells out of anyone, you know what I mean? He's not scared to, <laughs> yeah. he's not scared to ring anyone's clock, you know what I mean? So Absolutely. that's the kind of, um, what my kind of first memory is, and I say that going back and forwards with like the attitude there, he was back and forward, which was, which was a good time. And obviously I know you mentioned obviously Sting and um, Sid Vicious and obviously was yeah. like the kind of, like the kind of wrestlers 
that you kind of grew up watching. What was like obviously in regards to like a favorite wrestler? Have you had, have you got a kind of like like an all time like favorite wrestler that you like you grew up watching? And thought you know what one day I'd love to I'd love to either be him or even go toe to toe with him and wrestle him and stuff like that. Is there anyone that's like stuck out thinking do you know what they'd be the guy I'd love to wrestle at at some point? Yeah, uh, well. Uh... I don't think I'd ever want to wrestle him uh, <laughs> because he, he'd absolutely destroy me. But um, right. I think it'd be Triple H. I think he's always been sort of a lot of my friends were into the Rock, Stone Cold, and yeah. the Take Kane, and and I was very much a Triple H guy from the sort of the word go. And I always go back to the match that he had on Raw, and this was when he was at sort of the height of the the McMahon Helmsley thing had kicked off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he had a match against Chris Jericho. Um, and everyone remem- remembers that infamous match where Jericho pinned him and beat him for the title. And then the the decision got reversed. And oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always remember that segment where Triple H and the, and the, the sort of the cold calculated sort of how smart he was. And obviously at the time, you still don't know whether it's real or not and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember thinking to myself, wow, that like he's so nasty. But he's so cool. Um, and the way he said, like, oh, I won't, you know, as long as you're a WWF official, no one will lay his hands on you. And then fires him in, fires Earl Hebner <laughs> instantly. And it was like, yeah. that is so smart. Like, yeah, but it, so evil. Like, you know, he, he was just a, an absolute piece of shit, Animal. wasn't he? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He, he was yeah. anything, any which way he could get around winning, he done it. And, yeah. you know, you look at that sort of feud. And I think. When people look back at those times and everyone goes to Rock and Austin, Rock versus Oh, yeah, Austin, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he, my, my favourite matches were always Rock and Triple H matches. Yeah. I think I he was the alternative, wasn't he, to, yes. to, to them two? Obviously, he was yeah. kind of like, like if you were if you were in a Rock and Austin, then you were always probably Triple H. And it was, but you didn't, you didn't see many back then. There's obviously a lot more Triple H fans now that you hear yeah. of, but back then, it was, it, as you say, it was obviously the Ockham. The Rock and Austin kind of yes. um, pair that go to because they had so they they had such a good feud, but Triple H held his own with the with the two of them, obviously bouncing uh, back and forwards and that. So yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, it was that's with him as well. Like I, I think back as well, and you think at the time of where he really started taking off, and mm-hmm. it was because of Austin's injury. Yeah. You know, and had Austin not got injured in that match, I think to myself, yeah, he probably would have been a star. But leading into WrestleMania 2000, would the plan have been to have the title on him and make him yeah. that sort of big guy? And I think, you know, he would have been there and about because I think just prior to the whole Austin angle of him getting run over so he could take time off, mm-hmm. he was starting to sort of get a little bit of traction because there was the whole corporate ministry stuff going on yeah. and, and there was tension between him and Undertaker and all that stuff. And, you know, he was starting to sort of find his feet a little bit as a heel. But I think had Austin been around for that sort of nine months, I don't think he would have got as hot as, as he did. Big as put, yeah, yeah, possibly. really don't. Um, but again, because I, I think they would have pushed the Austin and Rock 2 there, mm-hmm. um, because obviously Austin and Rock was the year before, and I yeah. genuinely think they probably would have pushed it with me. It was money, he, wasn't it? That's what they look at. They, they, they were bringing the money in, and it's at, at the end of the day, that's all McMahon looks at is how much money can you draw? You can draw me a shit ton of money, then I'm sorry, but you'll go out again the following year and he's not asked. That's why Roman Reigns has done it for so long because he draws him money. So people people boo him and get pissed off at him, but no one else is drawing the money that he's drawing. That's why you'll see Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns a thousand times over because they draw, they draw, they draw the money. money yeah. <laughs> they they draw think, the money. 
So. Going into that year's WrestleMania as well, and I think a lot of people hate on that WrestleMania. Um, and I think, looking back on it, though, like I've watched it in recent years, and it's nowhere near as bad as people make it out to be. No, I think 100%. The, like, the triple threat match between Jericho, Benoit, and Angle was unreal. Yeah. Um, the way they, they managed to keep Angle looking strong by not taking either pin and keeping him undefeated and, and all that jazz. And yeah, but I think yeah. he lost Adonita Taz in the January, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. But he'd ruled that out because it was an illegal choke and all that. But, <laughs> he, he, you know, he was right, red hot going into that. And then you had the the ladder match between the Dudleys, Hardys, Edge and Christian. Um, yeah. Even that, that hardcore match at the start where they messed the ending up. You know, it was a it was a good, fun, solid match. You know, the yeah, fair enough. There was a couple that were just sort of thrown together and that. But again, I thought the main event was was a great little match. And as I say, yeah. McMahon turning on the Rock and aligning and stuff. And again, it's set up for going into sort of that year's SummerSlam with it. You know, a really good head of steam. And um, I don't think it was as bad as as people make it out to be, but. Um, obviously, nothing compares to WrestleMania 17, but um, no, no, it's, it's that's, that's the uh, that's the holy grail, isn't it? You, you isn't think it? about it. Out of all of the WrestleManias, that's probably the, uh, the every match from top to bottom pretty much oh, just yeah. knocked out the park. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. obviously, the the main event takes the thing, but for me, the TLC match was by far like some of the stuff that them them guys are doing was just like I think I watched that I watched that about a few weeks ago, and and you still and it still holds up like. A cunt by like a country mile in today's standards, some of the stuff they were doing, and you're just thinking, like, because it got, I think, if I remember, it got everyone involved. Obviously, the likes of Spike, Rhino, Lita, yes, they, Lita. All, yeah, yeah. they all came out and got involved in it, and it was just, and it, and they didn't look out of place, they didn't look like, oh, what are these doing here? Like, it, 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 it all just gelled, and every single thing kind of like, well, if I'm right in thinking, wasn't that, wasn't that Rhino's and Spike's debuts? Yeah, it could have been, yeah. I think it was, because I, I don't think they'd been in the company before. So I think, as I say, obviously the Hardys had Lita going into it. But a match that always stands out to me on that as well, um, that I think is very underrated, is Jericho versus Regal. Mm, um, yeah. You know, I think it starts the show. And it's it's one of them matches where, as a wrestler, like that's one of those matches that when you're sort of studying wrestling and things and people say, oh, look for good dynamics in matches of, and, like, clashes of styles because my style compared to a lot of other wrestlers is, is so different. I'm not a high flyer. I'm never... You're never going to see me on the top <laughs> rope, you know? Um, and you look at Jericho and you look at Regal, who's just a pure wrestler, yeah. but the entertainment value, and I think William Regal as a wrestler as well is very, very underrated. So um, underrated. I think that's uh, mainly because he's British. If, if he was an American... Yeah. He'd be he'd be over a thousand times, you know what I mean? But oh, 100%. Think, I think he's British, and some of the Americans kind of just don't get that kind of persona that he's yeah. that he brings out. And they're like, "What's what's this? What's this guy all about?" But he's as as a wrestling, he's as a wrestling purist. He he goes so so with the best, and you know what I mean? Like, like I I like Regal to be fair. He's a and he just he seems to get better with age. Like, I agree. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a uh, he was really good. Um, he could do everything, couldn't he? Because I think you know it's one of them where he's he could do a serious heel, he could do the comedy thing, mm-hmm. he could be a good face, and he, and he did a bit of everything. And I think you know, especially when again another feud that comes to mind is when he was sticking up for Tajiri against Austin, and Austin absolutely yeah. destroyed him. But again, he was that sort of like hard knock face that Austin thought. He could really give me some trouble here. 
you know, and, yeah, and it yeah. made Austin sort of go, oh, I'm really going to have to beat him up here to make a statement, and that's what he did, but yeah. it was, uh, again, William Regal for me will always be a legend. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I was going to ask, obviously, apart from your own, because I, I think your own is one of the greatest at, the time, at this moment in time, what, what theme music from, from any era, even current or past, would you say was... Was your better, was like your most favouritest, like oh, favouritest, is favouritest, yeah. Um, favouritest, yeah. My favourite <laughs> all-time theme. Um, That's probably the scouts coming in with me. Favouritest, I just made me make up my own words as I'm going along. You know what I mean? It's uh, a scouts uh, podcast. Well, you're gonna have to make sure that you're gonna have to ask everybody in that same way on it. Oh yeah, reaching yeah. everyone. Now, what's your favouritest theme yeah, song? There's your first T-shirt on there. Um, <laughs> So what's your favouritist? Um, I'd probably say, oh, my time. I loved my time. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as, you know, Triple H themes and keeping in with the, the sort of Triple H thing, I think it's just, again, now sort of looking back through his body of work from going, you know, terrorising in WCW and then Hunter Hearst Helmsley in, in WWF to, you know, Triple H to the game to the King of Kings. There was all those different sort of eras that he went through, and I think my time was the again. It, it's it was his time. It's a breakout, wasn't it? It was kind of yeah. like when he. I think that 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 always, and I think if that's if I'm right, that was the was that the was that the music that he had when he made his comeback when he he'd been out and he come back. I think it was at Raw. No, that was, that was um that was the Motorhead the game. When he came oh, back, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, my bad, again, yeah. that still sticks for me as one of the greatest returns. Oh, it was the pop was um, like the pop for that was unbelievable. But you, you kind of knew it was coming, but you yeah. didn't. And, and then when it, when, when his music came on, and he was just, he was jacked at the nines, and he was like, yeah, <laughs> this he is. Was, he was ready, wasn't yeah, he? And you he was see- like, you know what? I've been out for a while. I'm fucking ready to do some damage. Like I've been, <laughs> I've been struggling out for a while. I'm, I'm steaming. Yeah, I, I. I remember a, watching good. that live, um, yeah. and it was with one of my mates. We 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 stayed up because um, I knew he was coming back. And um, again, I obviously got clearance with my parents, and I was like, "Can we stay up and watch this?" They were like, "Yeah, but you know, don't stay up too late, etc." We obviously <laughs> watched the whole show and didn't get to sleep till probably five a.m. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just remember when that music hit, that first sort of chord goes off. Yeah, yeah just. <laughs> um, it, I just got goosebumps, and it was just you knew like something special was happening. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think as I say, my time was, and I think for me, like again, I go back to sort of like '99 and the SummerSlam, where it was Austin versus Triple H versus Mankind, and you had Jesse Ventura as the ref, and Triple mm-hmm. H won the belt the next night. Now, f- for me, they either messed up the finish. Mm-hmm. which it looked like they did because the look on Triple H's face when Ventura counts to three doesn't quite look right. No, and you can kind of tell that if, they, yeah. if, they, if they've gone the next night and gone, shit, we need to try and... We need to try and fix this. Um, yeah. yeah, it, it was... Um, but again, how they sort of sold that off the next night um, was was quite good because, if uh, again being the weirdo that I, I am, I sort of remember this <laughs> sort of in order. So 
he he, um, he held JR hostage in the ring, um, threatening to break his arm. Yeah. And Mankind said to him, I'll give you the title shot if you let him go. And again, very similar to the Earl Hebner situation. He said, I'll let him go. And then he sort of punched him in the arm. Um, and then in, I think, Michael Cole then had to replace JR on uh, commentary. Yeah. Um, so it was the King and... Um, Michael Cole on commentary and The Rock came out for commentary as well and Triple H hit The Rock with a steel chair went into the ring, hit Mankind with a steel chair, Shane McMahon counts the three and that was it that was like the start of his sort of thing but um, I think his first title reign only lasted a couple of weeks and he lost it to Vince McMahon on Smackdown which was (laughs) very strange booking at the time but yeah yeah, um, it it was that theme for me just sort of, I just remember him being in the chain link sort of vest thing that he had, and he just transitioned to trunks with the Triple H across them and stuff. So, but yeah, that that theme for me sort of still holds a, a candle all all these years later. <laughs> yeah, see, I think by the sounds of it, obviously your your wrestling knowledge compared to mine, I when people start talking about it, it comes back to me. But to just try and talk things off the bat, I'm like, <laughs> I can't like obviously, as I say, I'm a little bit older, so I'm a little bit less. Like I can't like stuff just like as just floated out of my memory bank and stuff like that. I'm like I can't remember that. And then I'm like when you <laughs> when you start talking about it, I'm like oh, shit, yeah. It yeah. just comes flooding <laughs> back, and I'm like wow, that was what a time to be alive. You know what I mean? You just like shit, you remember that stuff? So like, that was just like it just so like that just doesn't happen in today's no. product. It's just like it just it, it just doesn't happen. Um, so I've kind of like obviously covered obviously what like how you grew up with obviously wrestling and stuff like that. What I wanted to do is obviously get into you now as a obviously as a wrestler uh, yourself. Obviously, so how did that come about and obviously how did you like get started is like what I want to know is like when yeah. did you like how, how did that come about? So I started training in June of twenty nineteen. Okay. Um and that was through my good friend Steve, who's Brian Adenson. Um and he'd basically he'd been doing it for about twelve months and you know, obviously I have a love for wrestling and at yeah. the time I was twenty nine and, and I was very much sort of like n- never thought I'd ever do it like ever. Um I remember having a conversation with my wife about it and she said, you know, if you if you feel like it's something you want to do, then I back you. Um, you know, go for it. And I thought, why not? Um, so I, I went to community centre where the first school was in Runcorn and had my first session and it absolutely killed me. Um, <laughs> it took me a week. I was I was walking down the stairs backwards for a week um, nice. because my legs were absolutely destroyed. And I think from that session... I think a lot of people would, it's either make or break. It'll yeah, either yeah. kill you or it'll make you stronger. And I think a lot of people don't estimate how tough it is um, to be to be a wrestler. Um, even now, it's still hard work. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it's one of them. But um, a lot of people will say, nah, it's not for me. Um, but it's, I couldn't wait to get back and through the pain and stuff and you know I pushed myself to go and really uh really enjoyed it made some really good friends there and then it was sort of October of that year so it was only sort of what three four months after I made me debut 
Yeah, I was going to say that obviously how long after you started training. So it was yeah, so that's that that is quite a short time. Considering obviously you you were obviously quite older. Yeah. Person getting into the business, obviously most people in Indies are like like 14, 15, 16, kind of that age. But obviously yeah. you're in in your late twenties. So that's a, a short turnaround to have your first match. So how did that feel? Like how did you feel going into um, your first match? Well, I remember sort of the event coming up and obviously I've been promoting it for the school and, and yeah, you know, all the other guys and girls that were on the show. And then the run sheet come out and I remember reading it and my name was on it. And I sort of looked at it and I thought, is is that right? And I, I really sort of like, it It really took me by surprise because it was one of them where I thought, am I ready? You know, and I yeah. had that in, instant panic set in. And I was really sort of like, I didn't know what to think at the time. Um, so I rang my wife and I, and I said, I'm having a match in two days. Like, <laughs> I'm debuting in two days. And, and she was like, really? Um and I was like, well, yeah. Um, so luckily I'd, I'd had my gear done and, you know, I had this sort of idea of, of what I wanted, which is the polar opposite of where I am now. Yeah. Um, but it was one of them where I thought, you know, I'm, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And and luckily that my first match that I had was against uh, a bit of a vet, even though he's sort of 12, 13, no, maybe 14 years, my junior. Um, again, very much <laughs> fitting with what you've just said there, where you start young, but, yeah. um, you know, with, uh, and so much so that he's now part of my faction, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, there's, uh, I just remember before going out, um, and I remember sort of the feeling of being in the ring just felt so surreal. And yeah, yeah. it went so quick. I think it may have been eight minutes all in all. My first match and I lost, which wasn't great. Um, you can't but, win them all, you know what I mean? But, no, yeah, you can't win them all. No. Um, but yeah, it, it just felt so quick. Yeah, Like everything just went by so quick. And um, it was just sort of, it felt like I'd made my entrance and then I was pinned and that was it 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 just went by so <laughs> quickly honestly it's because you you've got so much to think about you you can't process it properly so it was yeah, just yeah. very yeah it was just very all over the place so but yeah watch it back now and and i hate every single second of it but um you know compared to where i am now but um yeah. it was one of them where i'll always hold a, you know a, a place in my heart because it was my debut and you know, a lot of a lot of wrestlers who who have talked to over the years have said, well, it was a lot better than theirs, and you know, <laughs> stuff. So, you know, I, t- I took a bit of confidence away from that, but you know, it was yeah, it was it was an experience to say the least. Yeah, that's obviously because you just mentioned that. Obviously, you said you mentioned to the obviously the Tommy Jackson characters kind of like change from when you first started to yeah. where it is now. How has that process been getting to where you are now uh, from obviously when you yeah. first started? How did that like kind of come about and how did the va- the violent gentleman kind of like persona like make its like appearance and how did that come about? Okay, so there was my first sort of like idea of what I wanted was because I have a, a, back, a background in kickboxing. So I did that for a couple of years when I was younger okay. and I thought, you know, I think I should maybe use that. And obviously the, the easiest way to go down at that time was the sort of strong style route with kicks and, and sort of stuff like that. Yeah. So it was it w- wasn't really well thought through. I just thought I need something to sort of go off and um 
so I just sort of went down that strong style route of thinking, yeah, I can do that. And I came up with a, with a few moves and stuff. And, and again, it was just sort of really sort of thrown together last minute. It wasn't really something that I really sort of, you know, thought about too much. Yeah. Uh, and then it got to obviously the March of the following year. And I'd maybe wrestled 10 matches by this point um, for the old school. And then yeah. lockdown hit. And... We just finished, me and my missus, this was probably about the June of 2020, me and my wife were, were, had just finished a show called Hollywood, which was on Netflix, and um, I thought, I, I love that sort of style, like the 1940s sort of, you know, L.A. noir sort of era. Yeah, um, and I think, what a game, what a game. Yeah, bro. again. <laughs> what, yeah. what a game, it's an Great absolute game. belt of a game. Man. Absolutely, yeah. um, and it's just... I thought, what what if I could transition that into a character? Okay. Um, and so we started sort of talking about it, um, and it it sort of evolved into something again, even greater from that. Because I thought I could go down the route of being a Hollywood actor who thinks he's better than everybody else, and you know, all that sort of stuff. And we were, yeah, yeah. We were think, sort of like almost like a gold dust character do you know what i mean but without, okay, yeah, yeah. Without, without the sort of the gold paint and the, the gold <laughs> lycra um but it, it sort of evolved from that and then i was sort of sat around one day and i just thought of you know what with a nickname i thought i always liked like when i was when i used to write songs when i was younger you'd always come up with things that sort of meant something but the opposite at the same time within lyrics and song titles okay. um, and I just clubbed together and I thought gentleman gentleman what what can I do with a gentleman and then I said what's the opposite of a gentleman and I thought violence so I just went oh violent gentleman I thought oh that, that's got there quite a go. ring to it yeah. <laughs> yeah so I messaged my wife and I said well what do you think about this and she was like wow that's it like you found yeah. it um and and it's sort of yeah um it just, I thought I'd keep the sort of the smart look and the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the sort of shirt and the, the pants and the boots with the socks and um, braces, jackets and vests and all that jazz, but just have that sort of street fighter, sort of 1940s pub owner vibe, what you'd yeah, expect. It's quite to Irishly, see. Yeah, it's quite Irishly. It's quite Irishly with like the, yeah, yeah. so like, like yeah. Quite, kind of Peaky Blinders esque, but without the. Yeah. Peaky Banders caps kind of thing. Yeah. It's no, it's cool, man. It is really I cool. Think, I think I think we get that we get that a lot. Um, the sort of Peaky Blinders vibes, and it just fits, you know. And I'm not against yeah. that, but I've only ever no. seen three episodes of it myself in my life, so you know. Oh it's, it's man, not... you're missing out there. <laughs> I know it, it's one of them where everyone sort of goes, "Oh, you Peaky Blinders." It's you know, and and I get it. I completely get it. <laughs> As I say, I've 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 never sat and properly watched it, so I, I can't yeah. really say I've got a direct thing. And even in yeah. one of our promos, we used one of the songs that was in that series and it yeah. just fit well it was one of those things it's a happy coincidence type thing and it's yeah. you know um but yeah that that's really as far as the, the peaky blinders thing goes but you know we're not cutting anyone with hats or anything so that's uh <laughs> that's you <awesome>. know <laughs> we're, yeah we're, we're not looking for any sort of arrest yet but yeah that's uh that's as far as that goes but yeah that that's pretty much where it developed to so obviously we've, we've obviously gone from that obviously then developed the the kind of the violent gentleman society and obviously you know yourself casey payne and obviously uh christine uh quinlan obviously yep. make up the the three members 
yeah. how did that kind of come about? Because that's like that as a faction just sounds just sounds like three animals just wanting <laughs> to just rip people's heads off. And it's it, like obviously I know it's kind of only it's in its infancy kind of thing at the moment. Yeah. But um, how did that come about with obviously the, the other two guys? Well, again, it, it was sort of something that I was sort of it just sort of came to me one day. It was. Um, I was I was speaking to Christy um, over lockdown just about what direction he was going to go into once lockdown lifts and, and getting back into wrestling. And he was sort of, you know, in a similar situation. Obviously, our old school had shut down. We didn't know where we were going, who we were going to mm-hmm. wrestle for. You know, it, it just there was a lot of more questions than answers at that time. And I said, well, you know, well, I don't really know what direction I'm going to go in. By all means, if you want to, you know, if you want to get a team going and, and start pushing that. And I basically said, you know, I've got this character and I think you could be a great extension from that character and benefit from that. And, you know, I help you, you help me kind of situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then I came up with the name again, Violent Gentleman. And I thought, you know, it, it's, I've sort of become the self-appointed leader, even though I'm the least experienced out of all of us. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's one of them things that it, it's it's come as part of that. And, you know, the, those two guys are absolute workhorses, like they're unreal oh, yeah. in the ring. Um, and, you know, I'm learning from them as much as they're learning from me. Like, again, not to sort of blow me on trumpet, but I've got a very good brain for sort of different ideas and and sort of the the entertainment side of of pro wrestling yeah and they're the very technical wrestlers and i, and I sort of fit that all together and, and as a group we're very cohesive in that in that we all have our own sort of things that we can add to the group and um and then with kc we 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 decided that we wanted to make it a three-man group because i think it just fit um and i think that we can sort of like dip our toes in different things as well so if mm-hmm. for example I could get booked with KC as a tag. You know, them two could get booked as a tag. I could go as a solo. They could go as solos. And there's there's, there's that good dynamic between all three of us. If you want yeah. sort of, you know, something a bit different, you can. Um, or if you want all three of us, you can. And, and that's that's the good flexibility. And I think Lewis was, again, very much in that sort of hole with us as well. Um, which again is is a shock really because of how athletic he is. He he moves like a a luchador, but he's you know bigger than me. And he's a big dude. Like, he's yeah, a yeah. big dude, and he's very intimidating. And but again, his move set unreal. And it's one of them things where you know between the three of us, I'm hoping that this is you know something special and starting this Sunday, which is uh, I'm very very excited for. Yeah, so that I wanted to come on to that as well because obviously I know, I know you obviously uh, a few weeks ago you kind of made um, an introduction um, to obviously uh, obviously into Wrestle Island um, and made you get made yourselves known to um, obviously young Charlie Brennan, Um, and that's kind of carried over obviously into other promotions which I love, especially in indie you don't kind of see it as much. Um, I know you obviously wrestled. in Superstar um, yes, yeah. at the weekend as well uh, in the 20 man uh, over the top battle royal. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you and Casey were both in there. And again, <laughs> Charlie was there, unfortunately. Poor Charlie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Charlie, boo hoo, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, that kind of um, that kind of thing is something that, that for me as a fan, of especially of indie wrestling, 
you don't get to see as much of like a a storyline um as such with it moving from promotion to promotion. You yeah. might see in like the one promotion you might see that kind of storyline build, but it was good to see it kind of move over to another promotion completely separate from Wrestle Island. Yeah. Was that something that happened kind of like as an accident or was that kind of planned as you both obviously knew each other were going to be there and was it kind of like, do you know what, we'll give the fans something and say, listen, this is this is an ongoing thing. Like everywhere everywhere that you are, we're gonna be kind of thing. Is that is that what yeah. you is that you kind of like thinking behind it as as such? Um I'd I'd love to say that that was the case. Um, <laughs> it was more of a happy accident, and I think it helps both Superstar Pro and Wrestle Island to see that yeah. happen. Um, you know, seeing the numbers of where we were in in the Rumble and seeing Charlie's name slap bang in the middle of us. Um, so I come out first, and mm-hmm. then Charlie come out, and then Casey come out. So it, it was a good little sort of thing to have. Um, yeah. And as I say, for fans of Wrestle Island and know the match that's coming up next week, um, yeah. or this weekend, should I say, mm-hmm. um, you know, it gives them a little bit of a teaser um as to you know where where it's going and you know it's it's exciting times and, and i've got to say with charlie he is an he, he's breaking kayfabe here of course he's he's such a good kid um, yeah, he's, a good lad, he? yeah. he's, a, he's a very good lad and and it's one of them where he's one of the people that i want to see succeed in this more than anybody yeah. um after I've beat him up, of course. Um, of course. Yeah. But um, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where it, it's he's such. What's the word I'm looking? I'm I'm looking for a particular word, but he's just very open to. He's receptive to it, like kind he's of receptive all to bit... things, to ideas, and and he's yeah. very open to and accepting of long term storytelling. And I think yeah. as a pro wrestler, you know. If I again breaking kayfabe here, if I go into promote to a promotion and they turn around to me and go, right, you're getting squashed in ten seconds, that's completely fine, as long yeah. as it makes sense and yeah. it's got to make sense to me. Um, it, it's I like to have something where I can see an end game, um, and if I'm gonna wrestle for a promotion, I'm gonna you know I'll be open with them and say, okay, so what are your plans for the next six months if you're yeah. bringing us in? Um, and it's not not with everyone, you know. Some companies, it may be a one and done deal. That's completely fine. But I do like, you know, Wrestle Island for me has got something in place where it's like, right, this is what's going to happen for the next few months. And I and I would, I prefer that because it's at least then I know what direction I'm going in. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But it's as I say with Superstar. Superstar has been such a good company for me um, personally. Just post lockdown being able to sort of develop this character and and sort of you know really sort of sink my teeth into it and then obviously I have then projected that over to Wrestle Island with with Casey and and Christy so you know it's exciting times and I'm very very excited to be working with Charlie Connor who I had a match with a couple of months ago which um and Again, that was an unreal match for me. Felt amazing coming out of it, even though, again, I lost. <laughs> and then working with James Reed again, um, which I've had the pleasure to in the past. So, yeah, it, 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 I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I say, obviously, just quickly, just scanning back to, I say, your kind of debut, Wrestle Island. I wasn't there. I'm going to be there this weekend, which I'm absolutely 
buzzing for. I can't wait to go to Wrestle Island. Obviously, just seeing the kind of kind of <laughs> I wouldn't say pop, but the kind of hatred that was spewing <laughs> yeah. from the fans was yeah. unbelievable. Like, yeah. there's people like with kids in their hands and they look like they want to throw the kids at you, you know what I mean? It yeah. was just like, it was that kind of vibe and it was just like, wow, this is like a, a like a, it, it, it's it's kind of family friendly, but it's also, it cuts, it cuts a bit of a borderline where it's like, you know what, we've still got like that little bit of edginess to us, but we're still kind of, there's loads of kids there, but the kids seem to get really involved and really yeah. animated and, and then obviously they come out, Charlie's kind of like a fan favourite and you just, Stomped the mud all and what did I kind of thing with him, awesome. um, yeah. and James Reed and that, and it was it was it was good to see the uh, the the booing and the hatred that was that was given to you guys. Obviously, giving you that kind of heat to come out, like obviously when you when you obviously uh, debuted as a, as a trio um, this weekend, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome, and I can't wait for it. It's gonna be really good. I'd have to say, as far as like a reaction of 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 what I expected, so. Um, for those listening who may have not seen the footage, um, so basically Charlie Brennan and James Reed had just finished a, a, a tag match, um, and then me and Christy um, come out and started attacking them. KC then come out as if he was going to help them, and then basically turned on them, joined us, and that sets up our trio. Um, but yeah, the the reaction um, we got <laughs> again. It, it, the reason I'm laughing is because it still makes me smile um, because as far as like, I never thought I'd ever get a reaction like that Um, as a pro wrestler. I felt coming out of that event like a superstar, like like a proper pro wrestler, because again, even though it was just a beat down, the the noise, the, the hostility, the just everything there was even a picture my favorite picture of the whole weekend it was of a young child giving us the finger um <laughs> which which again it's making me smile because it's one of those things that i thought you know this could be something special and then seeing something like that and again a kid giving us the finger to me is us doing our job right yeah. and i think it was just I couldn't have dreamt of a better reaction and being booed and, and, and called all the names under the sun. It, it just felt great. <laughs> like it, honestly, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't explain the feeling from it, but I just remember getting behind the curtain after we walked off the stage and I just put my arms around Lewis and Christie and I just said, right, this, this is it. This is it. This is it. And yeah. it just felt right. Um, and that's why I'm so excited for this Sunday. Yeah, I can't wait, man. I say it's, it's going to be uh, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm, I'm looking forward to the whole card. The whole card. Some of the stuff they've got it's planned. Stacked. Look, yeah, it's it's it stacked, especially for the obviously it's the end of the year. I think it's it's their first one back. Oh no, 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 no it's not. Second, been, yeah, second, say, show second, second show back since obviously lockdown and stuff like that. I think they were yeah. kind of late coming back um, as a precaution, weren't they, for um, well, everything else. My first match. Um, back after lockdown was for Wrestle Island. Uh, um, it was an outdoor event. If uh, in fact you were there, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I wrestled the uh, very, very talented Harley Hudson, um, which again is something that I never thought I'd do. Um, would be a intergender match, mm-hmm. um, and I think that term these days is very much sort of it, it needs to be get, gotten rid of because yeah. of the level of the women wrestlers we have now 
she's a little know, wire. She's, oh. she's like for like you and that's the thing you like that's the common phrase is go well for a girl and you're like that's not that <laughs> that's not how like she, for a wrestler she's awesome you know what i mean like she's yeah, yeah. like she's so good and like it's kind of the term people go well she's good for a girl like, no, no, no 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 she's good she's good like, for yeah, a wrestler I, I, as a wrestler stop. she's yeah, yeah. like yeah she's yeah she's good full stop man i say i think obviously i've caught her a few times obviously at your old um training place and obviously yeah. catching her at that show um over the water was was good to see um and it's inspiring especially my, my daughter who who doesn't like has zero interest in wrestling even said to me hey dad she's she's good there isn't she like and i went yeah babe like she's good and it's it's that kind of like seeing other women empowering other women and like my daughter who's like not like not into that kind of thing even just standing up and going wow like well, seeing, seeing, I didn't, seeing Harley Hudson throw a 16-year-old, 31-year-old man around the ring is, yeah. you know, it's it's yeah. one of them where it's impressive, you know, and I yeah. think, cool. you know, it's that for me, you know, because there is that sort of stigma of it being sort of, a lot of people see it as, you know, um, domestic abuse, that's where they go to, mm-hmm. it's like a man fighting a woman, but again, when you get past that and look at it as entertainment, and again, not blowing my own trumpet, but coming back after that, like, even the promoter said, your match got the best reaction of the day because 100%. of the dynamics. And that's what mm-hmm. it was about, was about, you yeah. know, the uphill battle of, and again, that was, you know, the, the crowd thinking, come on, come on, you can beat him, you can beat him. And that for me was a great feeling, especially again, getting that win and the crowd just booing the hell out of me because, yeah. <laughs> choking you know, out, isn't it? it's, it's going to yeah, give you that kind of reaction. Around, you know? Exactly, <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, it, it wasn't just a, you know, a big move and a, and, a, and a pin. I'd hit her with a big move and then still chucked her out. And that, that for me, again, the crowd just didn't like that at all. And no. that's the type of reactions you want to be getting as a, as a heel, you know. Yeah. Um, and it and it and it's good because again I like to think think of myself as quite a nice guy you know as in everyday today stuff so it's it's nice to be able to be that bit of an asshole and you know that cocky dickhead that everybody boos so you yeah. know it, it it's it has given me that sort of like outlet as such um, yeah I think everyone's got that kind of persona inside them they just don't like to let out unless yeah. <laughs> you're that kind of way inclined but yeah. people always got that and they're like. I really wish I could just be an asshole for once and that, and then to get that obviously opportunity to be in a safe environment, to be an asshole, and knowing it's like, it's kind of okay. like you yeah, do it. It's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, it's okay to do that. You know what I mean? It's uh, people are yeah. paying to see my dark side, and that's that's the fun. <laughs> you know, what I mean? it's it's quite funny. Yeah, it is good, man. <laughs> I know you were obviously just looking. Obviously, I, I noticed you wrestled for WAW as well, um, which is which is a a big promotion. Obviously, the Knights kind of run that. How did yep. that come? How did that come? About and how did you get into obviously getting the invite from them to come down and wrestle for them? Um, well, it's a close friend um, known in the wrestling world as Mr. Williams. Um, he is a very, very close friend with the Knights. Um, mm-hmm. Was he even he had a cameo in their their movie, the uh, Fighting with My Family. Really? Um, I didn't even yeah, know that. He was, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was a referee when. The Page character is fighting a brother in WAW. All right, okay. Um, so again, if you watch that again, That's you'll be cool. able to keep yeah, out. I'll, so, I'll spot, yeah, I'll spot that. Yeah, one. you'll spot him now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's been close friends with the Knights for a long time, um, and basically they were running some camp shows over the summer, 
<laughs> and basically reached out to me and, and said, you know, there's an opportunity to come up to work one of the shows on the weekend. Are you free? And I absolutely jumped at the chance, you know, working for a company like WAW is, is, is something that, again, it's one of those things where you think, oh, that'll never happen. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, they weren't there. But it, it was still, again, under the WAW banner. Um, yeah. It was a massive crowd. Um, and I finally got to wrestle Lance Rivera, which was something that I'd wanted to do for a long time. I know you and Lance have had some personal beats <laughs> in the past. Um, he probably doesn't events. remember me. He's an yeah. asshole. Oh, no, he remembers you. He remembers oh, does he? Yeah. Right, he does right. indeed, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you are listening to uh, Lance, you know... Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Again, we we had we had a good little match, and um, the crowd. Again, the atmosphere is very different on those types of shows because it is very sort of pantomimey in a yeah. in a way. Um, yeah. And that's not a knock on it. It's just it, the atmosphere is so strange, and having to work in that way. I've, again, it's not something that I've ever been exposed to before. No. But it is very, you know boo boys and girls and cheer boys and girls in it and it's again having that dynamic was very strange but i enjoyed it a lot um and yeah we had we had a great little match and and i was able to sort of get my my stuff in that i needed to and um again took another l which is is always great to see um (laughs) but it's it's one of them you know it's ticked off another thing for me that you know, I've wanted to do for a few years. And as I say, Wrestling Lance was something that I definitely had on, on my radar and we managed to tick that box off. But yeah, it was a, a great experience to to work for the, for that company and I hope to get to do it again in the future. Yeah, definitely. I say, I'm not going to put him over too many times, but to be fair, he is actually a, a, a decent wrestler um, and he's he's really good to be fair. So obviously I can imagine it really being obviously first time wrestling him. Must have been, uh, must have been a pleasure. He's obviously, he is really good in the ring. Um, it's easy. That's that's yeah. the only word I can sort of describe it is that yeah. when when you have with pro wrestling, I think when you have someone that you can work with that you can just you know what the end goal is, you know what you need to do, um, and you're on the same wavelength, things just click. Um, you know, mistakes happen that you know that can happen, but mm-hmm. it was one of those days where we didn't overcomplicate it. We went in the ring, we had a solid little match that we needed to, we got to the finish, and jobs are good and you know that that it just everything just went as it needed to it wasn't too over the top it was just very much a nice and easy match and yeah really enjoyed the experience happy days happy days now i want to switch it up a little bit and it's a little bit of this i'm probably going to try and do this as my own little segment of um running forward with these podcasts so what i want to know is or what i want to ask you if you could wrestle anyone in, in any promotion and sorry no yeah yeah sorry anyone who's been in any promotion um in any arena in the world and Oof. and in what pay-per-view who would it be oh that's a good good question um i would probably wrestle Ooh, that you've proper put me on the spot yeah <laughs> Who would I really enjoy wrestling? I'd probably say Chris Jericho. Okay. Just because, again, the dynamics, even though he's not as he was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably say, let's say early 2000s Chris Jericho. 
Let's let's yeah. can can I be that specific? Of course, you can, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's your match, mate. You can be as specific as you yeah. want. You can you can put in like stipulations. You can do whatever you want. You can have them with just one hand yeah. behind his back, and you can go over. It's entirely, <laughs> it's entirely up to you what you want to we'll do. Be going over, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because um, that's just me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, early two thousands, Chris Jericho. Okay. Um, and I would probably have that match in. Ooh, Goodison Park. I thought that's what you were going to say. Yeah, I, yeah. I, do you know what? I, for, for one thing, I thought you were going to say somewhere in America, and I thought he's got it. No. He's surely going to, yeah, he's going to pay um, that shit. And the, the pay per view would just be, you know, whatever it'd need to be. Um, yeah, my own one because again, okay. I'm an egotist. Um, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we we could we could call it the the violent gentleman's tea party or something. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll call it something like that. Um, but yeah, just a, just a, a straight clean wrestling match. Nothing, yeah. nothing too complicated. Um, again, I'm not I'm not a, a big fan of weapons and stuff, so I'll probably stay clear of that. Um, yeah, well, I don't mind using get... them; it's just taking them. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, no one wants anything like a chair yeah. or a kendo stick getting whipped across your back. You know what I mean? No, Even at know, the best of times. You no, know, chairs, kendo sticks, and stuff. Yeah, I'm okay with that stuff. It's when it comes to glass and and pins and stuff, I'm good. <laughs> I'm sound. Yeah, I'm not a fan of bleeding. I don't want to yeah, bleed. I can, I can take a bruise, but not a bleed. Yeah. Well, the way way I see it is that if I if I got put through a glass table or or landed on some pins, if it didn't die, then my wife would probably kill me. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's definitely not on my my agenda um, for for the future anyway. No, not that's cool, mate. That, that's fine. And what I was also going to just ask you, obviously, just to just as we're coming to the end of it as well. So. Obviously, 2022 is obviously fast approaching. Obviously, it's going to be obviously a new year for the Violent Gentleman Society and obviously yourself. What is it that you're looking... What's your kind of goals, would you say, for like 2022? What are you actually expecting to do or what, what would you like to do? Well, I think, you know, keep keep pushing, get a few more bookings for, for different promotions. Um, I'd love to get outside the Northwest, um, you know, get into sort of different cities and, and just different towns and things and just travel a little bit I think um with it yeah um, I think the ideal thing for me again with the age not being on my side mm-hmm. um I'd love to win my first title next year okay um, I think that'd be something that you know it, it's it's an itch that I really want to scratch at some point and mm-hmm. you know obviously that's down to me and putting in the hard work and and, and if it's with you know the boys as well that'd be amazing you know that that'd be a, the ideal situation. Um, you know, if there's any sort of, I believe Wrestle Island are going to be introducing a, a trios title at some yeah, point. Yeah, sorry, which which will be yeah. uh, <laughs> it's, it's just a nice yeah. fit. It's just it's just it a is. nice fit, isn't it? So yeah, that'd uh, be it. Uh, my main my main thing would probably try and hide my emotions on my first title win. That's probably <laughs> something that I'm going to have to really hold back. But um. You know, because again, it it just means so much to me and has for such a long time. And yeah. um, you know, I think as a kid, you always, you know, you'd make your paper titles or you'd oh, yeah. titles, and you know, it, it was all those things that that's what you wanted, wasn't it? And I think you know, yeah. even now as a, as a nearly thirty two year old with two kids and a wife, I think it'd be up there as probably one of the, the you know the best days of my life. So you know, I'm really hoping that that happens sooner rather than later. Um, 
but yeah, just just travel around and 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 get to wrestle a few people that have not yet. I've still not had a match with Brian Adenson, and that's something that you know is definitely on the on the tick list for next year. So mm-hmm. Superstar or Wrestle Island or any other promotion in the UK, if you're listening, you know, get that match booked because we're both dying to have it. <laughs> um, and. That, that, that'll be a banger. I think he'll just knock seven bells out of each other. TV yeah, shows. I think it's one of them things, isn't it? And and we've always said this that you know when you look at one of your best mates and you think I'd love to knock you out, um, <laughs> it, it's it's very much like that. And I think yeah. you know when you wrestle your friends, you have that certain level of trust and you push each other a little bit more. Yeah. Um. You know, it, 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 I think it would be a match that people would really enjoy to watch because again, another clash of styles. Him, um. And it and my styles are so different, so you know it it it'd make for a very good match, but a very you know brutal match at the same time. Um, but yeah, that that's definitely on there. But as I say, you know, and I, do you know what? Another quite a strange one. Um, I want to wrestle Christy and Casey at some point as well. You know, we're, we're you know we're in the same group, but you know I won't ever rule out wrestling one of those guys on a on a show yeah. as well. Um, because again, they're both incredibly gifted wrestlers and. It'll be uh, be an honour to to wrestle them, um, but yeah, um, that that's really it. I'm just gonna sort of play it by ear, work hard, and and do what I can to to get myself about and promote the Violent Gentleman Society and myself over the next sort of twelve eighteen months and and see where it takes us. See where it takes you. Yeah, that's that, that's all you can do, mate. Isn't it? To be fair, that's all you can uh, kind of ask for. Um, and then finally, obviously. Where can people obviously see it on social media? So what's all obviously your social media uh, tags and excellent. Uh, yeah, so I've got uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, so my Twitter and Instagram are both Tommy Jackson PW, um, and I believe my Facebook is just Tommy Jackson. So, um, but yeah, please give us a give us a follow, um, and I'll be uh, as interactive as I can and get those follows up, and obviously. Um, I'm really looking forward to, to Wrestle Island this weekend. Yeah, it should be good, mate. So I'll put all them in the uh, in the bio as well. So I'll obviously put all the links and that for obviously all your uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook in there as well, mate. So um, I'll get all that sorted. Tommy, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. I've actually, <laughs> do you know what? The, that hour is has flew over. It's it's yes. like it really has. Um, it was it was an absolute easy conversation. Um, to have it yourself, mate, and look forward to doing it again. Hopefully, we can get all three years on together, which I think absolutely. will be absolutely mental. Um, I'm sure we can arrange that very soon. Yeah, but sure. it'll be uh, it'll be it'll be good. And I'm open, obviously, when it comes to Wrestle Island, obviously have a chat with a few of them and then see what's going on. But mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, all the best, and I say I will speak to you soon. Thank you very much. Take care. This is the violent gentleman Tommy Jackson, and you're listening to the Scouts Wrestling Podcast.